Hi there. We're Dr. Luffy and Dr. Leah. You're listening to the Medical and Dental Podcast. Luffy is a medical doctor and Leah is a dentist. We're sisters who are both based in Melbourne. We believe you deserve to understand your mind and body. So in this podcast, we talk all things medical and dental to help you find your way to health and happiness. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome back to the Medical and Dental Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing bruxism. This is Episode 7. Have you ever experienced something stressful and felt that you had a terrible sleep? Have you ever woken up with a sore neck or tight cheek muscles and maybe even a headache? Well, you may have been grinding or clenching your teeth. This is called bruxism which is a movement disorder characterized by non-functional grinding of the teeth and clenching of the jaw. So, it's grinding of the teeth and clenching of the jaw that is not associated with speech or mastication. Bruxism occurs in both children and adults, but occurs most commonly in the 25 to 44 age group. It is also more prevalent in individuals who regularly use alcohol, tobacco, those who have six cups of coffee or more, and also in those with a higher educational status. So what are the different types of bruxism? There are two types and you can experience both or one or the other. Bruxism can be classified into awake bruxism and sleep bruxism. Awake bruxism is more commonly found in females in comparison to males, while sleep bruxism shows no such gender difference. Awake bruxism is characterized by a largely unconscious and involuntary clenching or grinding of the teeth and jaw bracing in reaction to certain stimuli. Awake bruxism can be associated with life stress and anxiety, such as family stresses and work stress. Sleep bruxism is characterized by automatic teeth clenching and or grinding with rhythmic and sustained jaw muscle contractions. Sleep bruxism is found more frequently in those individuals who have an existing sleep disorder. The rhythmic muscle activity that occurs in sleep bruxism is related to sleep arousals. Hence, it is important to be assessed by your doctor and your dentist. So, What are the signs and symptoms of bruxism? We have a written version of this podcast, which we'll link below. These include rhythmic contractions of the jaw muscles, grinding sounds while the person is asleep, which is usually observed by someone who shares the same bedroom with a bruxa, aching teeth, particularly on waking, a headache, particularly on waking, jaw joint and or ear pain, particularly in the morning or on waking, aching, stiffness and or tightness of jaw, neck or face, jaw joint clicking or locking, aching, stiffness and or tightness in the jaw while chewing, particularly during breakfast or while eating something particularly chewy like meat, hypertrophic masseters, which means larger jaw muscles due to overuse, which can cause changes to the appearance of your jaw and face, and tooth indentations on the tongue and or inside of the cheeks, otherwise known as linear alba. 
Now the dental signs and symptoms include temperature sensitive teeth, and you may notice crack lines in teeth and or cracked or chipped tooth enamel. You may have dental wear facets, so it appears the teeth have been ground down and flattened due to repeated tooth on tooth contact. Abfraction lesions, which is loss of tooth structure around the neck of the tooth due to bending of the tooth with high force during bruxism. You can also experience gum recession and your teeth may feel as though they are mobile. Now let's talk about the causes of bruxism. The causes of one person's bruxism is usually multifactorial. These causes include physical issues such as an uneven bite that interferes with normal movements of the jaw or structural factors such as jaw joint issues. It may also include psychological factors such as extreme stress and anxiety and may also include medical factors including neurological disorders or medications which are more commonly antipsychotics and antidepressants. You may also be experiencing sleep and airways issues and this contributes to bruxism as the rhythmic muscle activity that occurs in sleep bruxism is related to sleep arousals, which is commonly due to airways issues such as obstructive sleep apnea. It is important to be assessed by your doctor and your dentist to be properly diagnosed prior to any treatment. And lastly, you may have temporomandibular joint disorder, which can also cause or result from bruxism. So what treatment is available for bruxism? As we just mentioned, the cause of one person's bruxism is generally multifactorial. Hence, it is often difficult to treat. The best way to treat the bruxism is through proper diagnosis by your dentist or dental specialist. And you should always consult your dentist, dental specialist or medical doctor before making any lifestyle modifications because a targeted treatment plan will help the most. And if you're not guided properly, you may worsen your symptoms. So let's talk about the different ways to treat bruxism. These are the things your dentist may discuss with you. The first way is through behavior modification and diet. Reducing or eliminating alcohol consumption, smoking habits, and intake of food and drink that contains caffeine, such as soft drinks, chocolate, coffee, and tea, can help in improving sleep hygiene, anxiety, and overall health. And as mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, alcohol, especially when consumed close to bedtime, is linked with poorer quality sleep. It's also thought that alcohol may actually inhibit restorative sleep and blocks REM sleep. So you may get to sleep faster, but you wake up before you are truly rested. If you're interested in learning more about sleep, please listen to episode two of our podcast. It's called The Road to Health and How to Sleep Better. And if you'd like to know about alcohol specifically, skip to minute 17 of episode two. It is also important to be mindful of how you use your mouth and jaw. Avoid wide mouth opening, avoid chewy foods, very hard or crunchy foods, and foods that might encourage long chewing periods, for example, chewing gum. Also, avoid biting or chewing anything that is not food, for example, chewing pencils or sewing needles. Awareness of awake bruxism can also be very helpful as you can actively relax your mouth and jaw if you catch yourself clenching and grinding during the day. You should aim not to overuse your mouth and jaw and allow your jaw muscles to rest. These changes to your diet and lifestyle will in turn give you a better chance of treating your bruxism. 
Next is stress management. Modifying your behavior can help in not only preventing or treating bruxism, but also improving your overall health, especially when it comes to stress. It has been found that nearly 70% of bruxism occurs as a result of stress or anxiety. Therefore, having an awareness of your stress triggers, practicing stress management strategies, exercising regularly, practicing relaxation techniques, and good sleep hygiene can all help to reduce your risk of bruxism. Especially now during the pandemic with increased time at home, homeschooling, a general lack of routine, financial worries, decreased social interaction, and anxiety about the virus, you may find that you need some extra help to manage your stress and reduce that anxiety. If you are finding that your stress and anxiety are affecting your daily activities, it is important to consult your family doctor to discuss ways to manage your stress and mental health. Now let's move on to occlusal management. And first up is occlusal splint therapy. The most common way to protect the teeth from further damage due to bruxism is occlusal splint therapy. This involves a removable dental appliance called an occlusal splint that is worn during sleep and during times of stress. This occlusal splint may be referred to as a dental night guard, a night splint, a sleep guard, or a night mouth guard. Occlusal splint therapy not only protects your teeth from further damage, but can also reduce muscle activity associated with bruxism. Next is occlusal rehabilitation. If occlusal rehabilitation is required, your dentist may recommend adjustment of the shape and height of certain teeth to improve the evenness of your bite. This may be done by fillings, crowns or orthodontic movement. It's very important that you are fully aware of the treatment required and alternative options as this is an irreversible technique that may not completely alleviate your signs and symptoms of bruxism. Treatment of sleep disorder. Sleep hygiene is very important to overall health and preventing and treating bruxism. Smoking, caffeine intake and heavy alcohol consumption are associated factors of bruxism. Hence, it is important to reduce or eliminate any habits that may be contributing to your poor sleep quality and consequently perpetuating your bruxism. Many recreational and prescription medications also contribute to poor sleep quality and increase the risk of sleep arousal. If you are taking medications that are known to cause bruxism, it is important that you speak to your family doctor prior to making any changes to your medication routine. If you are experiencing ongoing sleep issues, referral to your family doctor is important to assess the nature of the sleep disorder, for instance, whether it is caused by behavioral factors, psychological factors, or medical factors. You may also be referred to a sleep physician for a sleep study. Depending on your diagnosis, you may require treatment including, but not limited to, CPAP, mandibular advancement splints, and or surgery. Now let's discuss other treatment options. It's important to be assessed by your dentist and family doctor to obtain a proper diagnosis before commencing any treatment. I can't stress this enough. There may be other treatment options available for your specific case, such as certain medication, jaw exercises, referral to a jaw specialist or physiotherapist. Bruxism can have a significant effect on your quality of life and it can become a more debilitating condition if it is not addressed properly. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms, please speak to your dentist or family doctor for further information.
And that brings us to the end of episode seven of the Medical and Dental Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode seven of the Medical and Dental Podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes or share and subscribe to stay up to date with our uploads. Always remember, healthy mind, healthy body. See you next time.